again and welcome to I've Got a Beatles podcast with Dave and Chris. And Chris, it's been a long time since we've recorded our last episode. We've been traveling yeah. and uh, taking care of work things. So Improve, how have you been? Improving our health. Improving uh, our I'm, health. I know I'd mentioned I, I'd gotten some messages about uh, I'd mentioned something about my health on uh, a previous podcast. I'm doing a lot better. Uh, I'd had a, uh, an infection. It's all cleared up. So I'm feeling great. I've got my wine and I'm in my junk room. So let's do this, Dave. Yes, because with those references, we're going to be talking about uh, we haven't we've noticed we haven't done a McCartney related album or review or, or even discussion of McCartney in a while. Yep. So we're going to talk today about Wings at the Speed of Sound, which I think they, of. Dave, why aren't we doing Back to the Egg? What, what's, what's wrong? We're gonna get so flamed in the comments for we not are. It, it, this is just a perpetual thing, you know. I, if anyone from MPL is listening, please get that edition out so we can satisfy the listeners here. Yeah, egg. We thought it'd be uh, fun to go back to a Wings album, uh, kind of a mid-period one. And I don't know about you, but I've always associated Wings at the speed of sound with two things. One is the fact that everyone in the band sings. And then second, mm -hmm. it's very much part of the Wings Over America set. It's the live, I think of it as a live album in some ways, even though the album's not, but the songs, a lot of them were played live. Well, yes, so much so. And Wings Over America is such a great live album that I feel like it kind of detracts from this and makes this album a little less essential. Yes. Like if you're building a Paul McCartney collection, you're certainly going to get Wings Over America. Yeah. So you get Wings Over America, you've got uh, the four, four of the better songs on this album covered and uh, arguably in equal or better versions of them. So you're looking at the track listing for this and you're like, what's this one? What's that yeah. one? Oh, that one's sung by uh, the drummer. What? <laughs> right. So right. It, it is a little bit, it kind of detracts from this album. We'll uh, get into all that. That's, yeah. that's going to be a big, yeah, big topic yeah. on this album is like we said, everyone sings. Mm -hmm. And also something that maybe makes sense is that it was critically kind of lukewarm or kind of a, Mm -hmm. Not not extremely popular with the critics, but it was very popular with the audiences. So it was a number one hit in the U.S. and a number two hit in the U.K. And that that certainly helped a lot in taking you. You know, when you go on tour, it's nice to have a number one album or a number two album to take. Yeah, in. you can play your two. There are two singles off the album, which are both very very famous. Yeah. Well, like, I think that that off the strength of that and off the just they had had Venus and Mars out and they'd been touring. So I think the momentum of all of that led to this moment where this album would come out and just be like, go gangbusters uh, uh, as far as people buying it yeah, <laughs> goes. Yeah. But uh, cri critically, uh, sort of a mixed bag. And we'll get into our oh. <laughs> track by track review. And I think... But I I do I did want to I did want to talk about a couple of the uh, big bigger things with the album here, Dave. One is, do you think that it's just because it's sort of it's sort of I'm torn on this album because it is the most wings of a wings album because you've got all five of the members singing tunes on the album, but. Because all five of the members sing tunes of the album, in many ways, it's sort of the worst Wings album. Uh, it would have, and I think it that that could have been healed by, oh, if this was a double album and you still have all five people singing on the album, but you get more Paul. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then I would be like, oh, this because some of the some of the tunes that the uh, other members sing are not bad tunes. No, they're actually some of them by Paul. So that, yeah. That, some of them yeah. written by Paul and then given to, you know, Denny or, or, yeah, or, or Joe. Joe English to to sing and, and pretty good songs, actually. Mm -hmm. But I just think like, man, there's just not enough Paul singing on this album, A and B. The, the tunes that are, are sung by Paul, a couple of them are not good tunes. Yeah, good. That's a very fair point. Think of this. 
what was the big criticism probably about wings? Well, it's just a, a vehicle for Paul or kind of a, actually kind of like what it is now, what his band is now. We know the people in the band because we're, we do a podcast and we're Beatle aficionados, but I think most people who go to a Paul McCartney concert couldn't name any of the other people in the band. Oh, and for sure. Is, yeah. And so even back here at this time, how many people knew who Joe English was or how many people knew who Jimmy McCullough was? Maybe if you were in the, if you were a fan, maybe you'd heard of Denny Lane because he was in the Moody Blues, but yeah. it, so it was really Paul and what were the first albums were Paul McCartney and wings. So here's a case where you had Venus and Mars was wings and now mm -hmm. wings at the speed of sound. So Paul's yeah. trying to, trying to democratize the band in some way. And I think you're right. I think it dilutes, Paul, which is really why we want to hear. I mean, let's be honest. That's yeah. why we want to hear these albums. It's for him. It's not for the others. 100%. 100%. And then the other thing is, what? why Wings at the Speed of Sound? Does this, uh, your album cover here is yes. like a marquee, right? Yep. And yep. then in the inner sleeve, which I've got the vinyl here, which I just bought a copy of the, I've never owned this in my life and so i bought a copy of the original vinyl because uh i preferred to get that over the 2014 reissue which we'll talk about about yeah. why here after a bit uh so i bought this for like eight bucks at the record store and in the inner sleeve you see this sort of illustration and it's like it says speed of sound it looks like a local bar and you can see inside and on the stage is wings so I think that the concept is supposed to be like, oh, these are the guys at your local bar, which mm -hmm. is very weird because this is the most stadium tour uh, international era, yeah. of, of wings that there was. So I'm not, I'm just not, and, you know, and then you think about the songs in the album and the uh, songs are a little more like, almost like personal, like, hey, let them in, come into the house and then cook of the house and mm -hmm. You know, Wayno Junko is a real personal song. So I don't, I don't think that the, do you, do you feel like the uh, concept of the wings of speed of sound uh, fits here? Uh, I'm a little confused by it myself. I am. I am too. That's an interesting point. I, I, one of the reviews I read said this is really the concept is this is a day in the life with the McCartney's and kind of, you know, let them in, you bring them in the house. They're all here. And then, yeah, like you said, cook of the house, then we all eat. Uh, then we have drinks, but not too much. And then Jimmy's shooting up over yeah, the quarter. <laughs> Can't help himself. Yep. Yep. And <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it's kind of a, and then silly love song. We're going to sing some songs and all of that. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's one of those, probably one of those flash things that McCartney just like, Oh, speed of sound. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Wings will be at the speed of sound like rockets and ships and, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. And then that, what do you think of the, the album back cover with all the blurry? I hate it. Yeah, I hate it. It's it's <laughs> gr grotesque almost. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, yeah, this is a bottom, a bottom four, bottom five covers down there with yeah. uh, Driving Rain. And yeah. <laughs> a couple of those, you know, it's not good. No. <laughs> back cover is terrible. The front cover is nothing. Yeah, and then the oh, weird... it's a marquee, I guess. I, yeah. I only realized that after, you know, seeing a. I think it was a wingspan, and they were showing the them mm -hmm. actually taking the picture of the, putting the letters on the marquee and taking the picture. I was like, oh, that's supposed to be a marquee. I guess okay. I get it. All right. Who cares? Yeah, but yeah, it's a know, confusing, it's... confusing concept. But sometimes it doesn't matter that much. And some they said Sergeant Pepper was a concept album, and it really wasn't. So yeah. you know, just take take it for what it is. Yeah, uh, was recorded as we said in between tours. So you had the the uh, European part in 1975. So this was recorded August through October of 75, and then then they finished and came in, uh, in January and February, finished it up in 76 before the U S tour. So mm -hmm. really at the high point of wings popularity, I'd say. And is this the best lineup wings lineup, by the way, this is, so we got, uh, of course, Paul, uh, Linda McCartney, uh, on all of the keyboards and 
I, Linda's fantastic on this album. This is probably the highlight of Linda's career. I would, yeah, I would say, and not only getting to sing a song, but excellent keyboards throughout yeah. the album from Linda. I, I really think she's hit her stride here. Or maybe it was Paul. I don't know. Maybe, he's maybe listed some as Paul. keyboard. Yeah. yeah, Paul. Maybe some Linda. But yeah. either way, but still, uh, good, it's good. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Um, and then what you got Denny Lane right on uh, guitar, guitars and some singing. Double two songs. Yeah, yeah. It's the same. Uh, and then Joe English, a drummer, um, of course, and Jimmy McCullough. Is it McCullough? McCullough, yeah. McCullough. Paul, this is our first episode we're doing since the Paul McCartney, the lyrics came out. Yeah. And there's lots of uh, these songs in there. There's Let Them In, The Note You Never Wrote. Oh. Silly Love Songs, Cook of the House, and Warm and Beautiful, all in the lyrics book. Excellent. So if you've got the lyrics book, you can follow along, maybe play the play the album and read that, read that, read that song while you're uh, listening to the to the album. So that'd, yeah. be, that'd be a great thing to do, because that's what I did. Excellent. Well, you asked the question, is this the best Wings lineup? And I don't know. I, I, I think we were going to discuss that in a an episode sometime or maybe I think it's come up before. I it's the most iconic, probably, because the first group was kind of really under the radar with Denny Sywell and uh, Henry McCullough, no relation to Jimmy. And then you had the later wings with Lawrence Juber and Steve Holly, uh, which didn't really get together for that long. So I think this is probably the iconic wings group because of the live concerts, I'm guessing. Yeah. Interesting uh, album to discuss. As we said, I'm looking at some, you know, I read a lot of reviews of this and we'll get into some of the critical reactions and it is really all over the map from one star to three yeah. stars to kind of in the two out of five. It's no one gives this a, a home run. This is not a home run album. Yeah. I, I think I'm hoping everybody agrees with that, that this is, it's, it's a, it's not, I don't think it's a bad album. No, but it is certainly not up there with Band on the Run, Ram. I mean, if you're, even you're saying, oh, Mars. this is my favorite, no, then you're crazy. Yeah, or even Venus and Mars, which I think is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. And, and a lot of people, a lot of our fans like Back to the Egg better. And a lot right. of, our, you know, yeah. and then, and then we're not even talking about all of the, Paul's other solo stuff later in his career, which I, there's a lot of those, which are much, much better. And Mark, Mark hell McCartney three. Yeah. yeah. So I think that this is on in the lower rung of, of his career albums for sure. However, yes. individually, there's some, there's some interesting stuff to talk about here. So, so, well, that sounds like a good segue to get into the album. So we'll say there are a total, and then again, we're just looking at the album proper. There's a total of 11 songs. Mm -hmm. There are, five on side one which are let them in the note you never wrote she's my baby beware my love and wino junko and then side two has silly love songs cook of the house time to hide mm -hmm. must do something about it san fairy ann and warm and beautiful so yeah we'll uh, dig in we'll do our patented track by track here we'll start with side one and a song that everyone knows let them yeah. in let them in now from the I'm, I'm just reading from the lyrics book here. So put nothing on this as far as how I feel about the song. I'm just going to read from the lyrics book. A stocking filler. That's how I think of some songs. It's a fun little item, but it's not your main Christmas present. I can get a little a bit perfectionist about things and think this is not one of my grand pieces. And often I'll get a bit down on them. And then he goes on from there. Um, um, so that's, that's how he describes let them in, which I think is kind of accurate as mm -hmm. far as the depth of, uh, <laughs> meaning of this, which is basically like, Hey, some of my pals have come over like, and just listing names basically is yeah. what the, what the song is lyrics wise. There is a fun, uh, another little thing here, though, in this bo book, which is like the strangest of strange happenings. Fast forward a million years and I marry Nancy Chevelle, whose sister is named Susie and whose brother is named John. 
So huh. suddenly I'm singing about Nancy's family, Sister Susie, Brother John. It's quite a coincidence. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, pretty cool. So, but yes, uh, very slight yeah. uh, lyrically. <laughs> However, all that said, uh, I don't know how you feel about it. We'll get we'll get to that here in just a second. But I liked it. I've always liked it uh, because the music's so great in this. Fantastic piano sound in this. Very good vocals from Paul. Love the trombone. Good drums from Joe English here. You know, and, you know, as a kid, I think particularly, uh, you know, uh, uh, it's a pretty simple tune that do, 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 do. So it's like yeah. easy to get into that. Um, yeah. So I like it. Thumbs, thumbs up for Let Him In. I've always enjoyed the song. It's mm-hmm. not up in his, you know, greatest songs of all time, but very good song. It's one of the, this is the crit, one other criticism that you're going to use for Paul is that he writes that the production and the musicality is always 100%, sometimes 110%, but then you have such slight lyrics that go along with it that they become lazy. So there's often a criticism of McCartney as being a, a lazy lyricist. And in this case, it's this song isn't pretentious. It just is what it says it is. Let them in. I'm just going to read off some people and then yeah. have a big musical production. We're going to bring in a fife and drum corps. We're going to yeah. have a trombone solo by Tony Dorsey. Uh, we're going to uh, have people singing along very catchy with the horns yeah. and uh, kind of a whole production number. I, it's never been one of my favorites. I think part of it is it's very long and re- repetitious. That it mm-hmm. gets, gets over five minutes long. That's a lot for an opener and a, it's very repetitious and so it wears out it's welcome for me if maybe we're three minutes three and a half minutes to be tighter but mm-hmm. uh not you know it's it's certainly catchy and sticks with you and that's good production yeah it's got that you know you were talking about that marching band feel on it and i i thought for a while well that's strange for a I mean, because if you hear Paul talk about this, he's not just in the lyrics book here, but he's talked about this several times in interviews. And he's always talking about like, oh, you know, we used to have parties and people come over and, you know, I was just imagining like uh, Phil and Don, that's the <laughs> Everly Brothers, they they might pop by. And then it's mm-hmm. like uh, <laughs> Auntie Jen, that was my aunt. <laughs> and, you know, that, that you know, he's, he's t- telling the stories about these people coming over. And I was like, why a marching band then? Why is, and I think it's because of his dad. I think he's mm. think, thinking about, oh, this was the closest I felt to my dad was when we'd have these big parties and then he'd be there plunking away playing songs. And as you know, his dad was sort of a, uh, probably more into <laughs> but it would mar- concert music and marching bands and yeah, things of that timey stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, and you got the trombone solo there. That's yeah. really cool and everything. So I think that there is some, some like personal, you know, it's sort of like writing about your life, like a little snapshot of your life. So yeah. that's why I think it's a little higher than the, I mean, it's a slight song for sure, yeah. but <laughs> I, I think there is a little bit uh, more, more to it than just, mm-hmm. you know, naming off names. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Well, cause of, yeah, the like, name, what is this Bible? Joseph begat, begat blah, blah, blah. Jehoshaphat. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So let them in. Um, and then uh, what's the next track, Dave? So that's followed by a McCartney song, McCartney written song, but sung by Denny Lane. And it's called The Note You Never Wrote. And this is kind of an odd one. I think it's odd. It's sort of dark. And uh, it's got that creepy intro. Very creepy. Keyboard. I don't know if it's Mellotron or Moog or something, but there's Mm -hmm. some keyboard stuff in there. Uh, the story, I don't know, somehow the mayor of Baltimore is involved who wants the vote. Yeah, who knew the mayor of Baltimore could sound <laughs> mysterious? I know. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, since you brought that up, uh, once again for the lyrics book, uh, yeah. here's here's a little bit of what he wrote uh, there. Of course, I had to make up the mayor of Baltimore character. Why? Because it sounded good. I wasn't mm. too worried about the meeting. Maybe the song could develop a meeting at some point. Or maybe someone would find a meaning. I mean, with nursery rhymes, we don't necessarily know what they mean. You have to 
give yourself into the power of what used to be known as inspiration. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, so, that's fair enough. Yeah. 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 This has some, I think, some good, good guitar playing from Jimmy on it. That's probably the, the highlight for me is the guitar playing. Well, there's this, this section where there's this sort of fife or something. Yeah, like, yeah. Little solo with a weird drum. And then it rips into this excellent guitar solo. Yes. Uh, uh, and then the strings come in. And I think the strings are like almost like they've not noticed. You can't notice them mm-hmm. in the first few listens. Of course, we listened to this yeah, a lot. <laughs> so many times the last month. So I really think I really this one grew on me over multiple listenings. Yes. Yeah. I once I, you know, I've, I've had this album forever, but never really looked too carefully at the credits or anything, but thinking it's, is it, do you think it's a strong, well, how do you think of Denny Lane's interpretation singing it versus what Paul might've done singing it? I actually think Denny Lane does a good job on it. And I, I think his voice is more uh, lends more to something like this where it's a little yeah. more mysterious and paul yeah. would maybe want <laughs> to want to yeah i mean we're about to get to oh, where my love serious and, uh, histrionics you know. <laughs> so, but uh yeah he might put a little too much too much english on it yeah and and yeah. just be like a little well let's make it a little too uh wild whereas um because the song's a very kind of mysterious kind of thing, I think Denny Lane's voice is perfect for it. So I, I've multiple listings of this album. I, is this one's probably grown on me the most or the second most. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. I think there's some good stuff about the song, like I said, especially the guitar playing. And yeah. Denny, Denny's voice is, uh, I don't know, necessarily weaker than, well, certainly weaker than Paul's, but yeah, it, it, it it's frailer sounding. So it fits for this kind of yeah eerie sound pretty He's well. He's continued to perform this. Uh, yeah. And this was on his um, more recent um, album where he d- it did a bunch of old wing songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's played this in concert a lot. So uh, yeah. So he likes nice, it. nice to, uh, it's almost like a, uh, that, you know, we were talking about those uh, songs that Beatles gave away. It's almost yeah, this, like, is, this would be one of them. Yeah. Yeah. What Beatle plays on it, but yeah. Yeah. So next up, speaking oh, of boy. slight, <laughs> we have, she's my, I should say, she's my baby. Um, uh, yeah. So I this one. think this is a dud <laughs> for sure. A mostly a very forgettable track oh, yeah. until you really start listening to it. And then you're like, oh, it's even worse. It's, <laughs> it's, now I remember it, but it's worse than if I just forgot about it. Probably the first seven times I listened to this, I was like, what's she, my baby? What is that? I couldn't remember it. Yeah. So forgettable. <laughs> uh, the vocals are weak, uh, but, but the lyrics here, Dave, terrible, terrible. Like gravy down to the last drop. I keep mopping her up. Oh my God. It's, it's so bad. Really bad. Yeah. <laughs> and then this, the, when the night comes and she changes back into a kitten, you like that part? Ugh. And for and a shorter for a shorter song, I just find this like so repetitive. And... I was just gonna say that it just keeps going on because he keeps saying "mopping it up, mopping it up." She's my baby. It just keeps going on and on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a dud. It's a it's a dud. That's what I was talking about too. It's like this is one of the few uh paul sung songs here and i'm like uh yeah. he, he blew it with <laughs> this this one should have been a b-side that that uh stayed on the shelf and yeah you know we should have got something else here yeah uh, for de- sure. definitely forget all i can you know all i remember is that she's my baby yeah yeah it does make me a little hungry for some gravy though yeah <laughs> Oof. yeah so not not a great one now who the, compares who compares a woman to gravy too by the way it's you mop her up too such a weird yeah most like dirty <laughs> you know yeah Ugh. so so strange so not such good. a strange song not good oh. so then that's followed by 
probably an epic. I would say this would be the epic song of side one here. No, Dude. no, no. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I thought of Chris because if you're a longtime listener to this podcast, you know Chris loves him some histrionics from Paul. Oh, yeah. And there are some good ones in this one. Some ow ows and oh boy. Yeah. Full tilt McCartney on Beware My Love. <laughs> yeah. In a great way, too. I, yeah, I yeah, really, yeah. I really enjoy his uh going nuts on this. <laughs> yeah. So this is kind of another one of those. I don't want to say it's a suite, but it, it has parts. There's different parts to it. So you've got the beginning part with the Congo, Conste, Conte. It's almost like that's the bridge and that the bridge starts the song. Well, there's yeah. a weird there's a weird little like a part at the beginning. And then, and then yeah. it like and then there's like they're starting with the bridge. Yeah. And then it finally kicks into this uh, other part. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's probably I would say the most rocking song on the album. Certainly. Oh, yeah. it's Screaming Paul. Uh, you've got pretty heavy guitar playing on it. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's kind of a full production. Really great drums on this, just yes. like Joe English, like really uh, giving it to us. Mm-hmm. I think it might be a little too. There's a, a little too long. There's too much wah wah, <laughs> and there's too much. I must be, I must, must be wrong. Be on wrong Particularly if you and, and it's interesting to me because we get the uh, not to jump ahead too far, but we get on the bonus. The, the highlight of the bonus material is we get a John Bottom uh, playing with Wings version of this with John Bonham on drums. And there's no mention at all of I must be wrong. Whereas no. there's so much I must be wrong. It's so I must be wrong laden <laughs> that I, you would almost say if you weren't looking at the track listing, you'd almost think that was the title. So it's how it developed from, and there's no background vocals. There's no. no bridge. It's just like a straight rock song. And then so that they, the fact that they added this bridge and they added this intro part uh, is very interesting to me. And it's interesting musically too, just from a mm-hmm. chordal harmonic perspective too. that, that introduction. Uh, th- maybe it's the self-indulgent seventies, but it, it, it is too long. It, six mm-hmm. and a half minutes just kind of goes on and on. Yeah. But this one, this one rocked in concert. You know, this is a very good concert tune. Oh yeah. Because, and there's, you can watch a, it's in rock show, the movie, and you can see it yeah. on YouTube and they're going all out. Denny's on the piano. Paul's amazing bass. I mean, yeah. It's great. It's highlighted in the uh, supplemental, uh, video that comes with the uh box set if you have the box set of this yeah uh uh, which we'll get to yeah (laughs) we get to that but there is a there is this just great wings moment here which is like classic wings where uh it's right before the bridge and there's this dun 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 dun, which (laughs) puts me in i was like oh it's like a live and let die kind of like moment yeah and then they come in with the back to that intro congo yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. beware my love yeah and, and with do, linda do, do, do. linda and and uh denny singing just in perfect uh yeah uh um sync yeah. um yeah so i really i like this song i, I, I do too it, yeah but yeah, it is a lo- little bit long uh and i i do prefer the uh live version of it yeah, me too. This so, one is that has Wawa, but this one just is a little too Wawa. <laughs> yeah. So the last song on side one is another band member song. Now you might remember the last time Jimmy McCullough sang a song, it was Medicine Jar, also yeah. performed on the Wings Over America tour, but that was from Venus and Mars. So here we have okay. another chemical related song, Wino uh, yeah. Junko. Um, terrible title, <laughs> but that said, I kind of like this one, Dave. I, I do like too. the vocals. It's really very personal song. I like that he's writing about his addictions and his, you know, he's, he's, you know, try, seemingly trying to gr- uh, grapple with them uh, yeah. here. I think his voice sounds really good too on mm-hmm. this one. 
And the guitar solo is great. Do you like where he goes? And you can go down. Oh well, well that's <laughs> uh, yeah. This is the there. There's some there's some other things about this too. Yeah, which is I can do without that weird extended outro. Yeah, that mm, it goes down. real fast. Yeah, so weird. Comes out of nowhere. And then that talk box thing is so dated sounding. Yeah, very, very. But I do like, and I like the keys on the keyboards on this. So there's some, there's some dumb things on this and the title's not great, but <laughs> listening to side a over and over and over again here, this one was like, I was like, you know, I'd always like sort of joked about because of the silly title. Yeah. Joked about this with you and stuff, but it's actually a pretty good song. I, I kind of like it. Yeah. Actually, I like both of the Jimmy songs that he did for Wings, Medicine Jar was also mm-hmm. pretty catchy and uh, good, great guitar playing. This one too. Jimmy's a decent singer, so yeah. uh, it, it, it's five. It's again, it's very long, five minutes twenty one seconds. But I don't feel it doesn't feel as long as some of the earlier cuts we were talking about. Yeah, and and a lot of that's sort of this fun sort of like thing where it's like till you go down and then you get this sort of like spooky keyboards and then uh, again and then boom boom yeah so like a nice little sneaking up on your bass there it's it's kind of a fun enjoyable tune but yeah they could cut out that last half minute or whatever yeah when he he really starts why don't you go Get to wine of jug go. Wine of jug go. Yeah, not not a good idea. Could should have ended it earlier. Yeah, but you know anyway. you've got to wine of jug. Yes, I was making up stuff to, to it. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, well, so what do you? How do we? Before we turn the record over, how do you rate side A? Um, side A, we're not we're not doing too bad so far. I think. Mm-hmm. So get rid of "She's My Baby." Oh, get That's rid of "She's My Baby" is the dud of the whole album. It's uh-huh. a, it's this turkey. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, replace "She's My Baby" with a good Paul song, and we'd be in great shape at this. Yeah, point. I agree. I agree. Um, <laughs> all right. However, <laughs> well, just wait. There's more to come. So. Yep. Yep. We flip it over and we have probably the most famous song, one of Paul's most famous songs of all time. Mm-hmm. And the we, we've talked about it before, uh, but we're going to talk about it again freshly here. Silly Love Songs, which uh, I want to hear. You've got the McCartney lyrics book, and I'm sure that he has to say something about it. So because it's this song, as we know, has gotten a lot of flack through the years. But let's see what he says. Yeah, he says uh, there were accusations in the mid 70s, including one from John that I was writing silly, just writing silly love songs. I suppose the idea was that I should be a bit tougher, a bit more worldly. Then I suddenly realized that's exactly what love is. It's worldly. Some people want to fill the world with silly love songs. I've been given that reputation and I had to stand up for it instead of abandoning songs about love just to get on with it. Get into it and don't be embarrassed because even though you might say this is a soppy subject, it's actually the opposite. This is this thing people can feel for each other that makes life better. I think that's the crux of it. You want, and if you want to be cynical, it's easy. You can. I think a lot of people who are cynical about love haven't been lucky enough to feel it. So great little, great little uh, thing here from this great book and, some great pictures here, by the way, on, on this silly love songs with uh, wings, the the wings crew we've been talking about holding yeah. up a silly love songs banner and some ads that were out for the single and the lyrics here. Um, so great stuff. Uh, yeah. So that's a, that's a, from the lyrics book there. I think we both agree, Dave. Great song. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It- I kind of, I like hearing Paul talk like that, kind of like just owning it yeah, and just kind of taking it for what it is. It's a masterful production. I think it's extremely catchy. It's yeah. really well done with the horns and the strings 
and the disco-y, quasi-disco sound. The bass line is immortal. It's an amazing bass line. The yeah. kind of imitative stuff at the end when you've got the three parts going. Yeah. How can I tell yeah, you Which about? you can hear a little bit of in one of the, the demo tracks on the on the box set. Uh, yeah. But it, it's, it, yeah, I... I always it's it's a song that makes you smile I think it's a very yeah. positive song yeah I've always enjoyed it um uh very much the you know great bass great use of other sounds the sax yeah is really cool and yeah it, it, but nothing nothing nothing's better no there's no wings that's better than when they're all singing the different parts and it all fits perfectly just like genius uh, yeah. uh, level uh, uh, harmonies and every everything happening in that in that whole section is just like so much going on too. It's like the drums are interesting. Everything's oh, yeah. interesting too. Everything. Yeah. Nothing that's people roll their eyes. It's at the I love you probably, yeah. but it fits. It fits great. It uh, does in there and um, yeah, I love Quality. the song. I won't listen to any detractors of the song. Man. No, I, I agree with you completely. And I've always been fascinated by the ending of it because it ends on a minor key, a minor chord where he says, what's wrong with that? Kind yeah. of like leaving you hanging. Kind yeah. Of like I want like waiting it's, for your response. Yeah. It's almost like, Hey, yeah, it's that's I'm glad you mentioned that. Cause it's like, yeah, it's like putting it back on you. Right. Like, how are you feeling about this? Is this mm -hmm. too, is this too much for you to uh, like feel loving emotions? Yeah. What's wrong? <laughs> Maybe with that? the problems with you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that was so, a brilliant ending too. Yeah. So, so uh, great stuff there. Yep. Uh, one of the, you know, as far as solo and wing stuff, it's gotta be in his top 10 songs. I would say so. And yeah. for me, the best, one, well, best song on the album for sure. Oh, hands down. Yeah hands down all right well now opposite of that <laughs> here comes a rough run here Dave, <laughs> of tunes but yes none so it's a tough rougher stretch. than uh <laughs> i love linda by the way i love linda we McCartney. love linda yeah love linda she's great i have said even in this episode i think she's her keyboards are good on this album she's she has come a long way since wings started <laughs> you know she's been <laughs> been playing for five six years at this point but Ooh. this song is not great no i do occasionally pop this song in when i'm actually cooking <laughs> um, because you, you're thinking about cinnamon garlic salt pepper cornbread curry powder <laughs> coffee too yeah. cook of the house cook of the house yeah. yeah the lyrics are basically a grocery list which is what, what? he said it was yeah. yeah what what does paul say at the beginning of this too but okay. oh, are you rocking a cat <laughs> sounds like are you rocking a cat that's what it sounds like are you rocking a cat <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah, yeah. and but but you, are, you like the sound effects the sizzling well uh, that's the other thing the sound effects are silly <laughs> and then the song the actual music is sort of a muddy kind of sloppy do you think they were going for like a loose New Orleansy kind of feel? Yeah, sort of rockabilly esque. Or yeah, because kind of, yeah. it sounds like <laughs> very lazy and half-assed to me, though. Yeah. Instead of what they were probably going for, of like a looser kind yeah. of fun, more of a fun song. It just sounds kind of like slapdash, lazy. Yeah. 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 This is a, a complete skipper for me. Uh, it's, it, yeah. I think it's probably the worst. Uh, it's worse than She's My Baby, because at least She's My Baby was sung by Paul. And so it's... Oh, they're both bad. They're both pretty bad. Yeah, this this yeah. is the, the stinker of side two, for sure, for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No <laughs> question about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, so that's Cook of the House. But, but we yeah. love Linda. She's a... a, a multi-talented wonderful uh woman i was watching a little bit of wingspan by the way oh yeah uh, which i haven't you, seen that in years you can only find i think on uh youtube where they've put the old video the old v from their vhs recording up on there uh but um yeah worth another watch if you haven't watched wingspan in a while it's uh, yeah. good because i was just i like to you know if we go back to one of these wings albums i like to kind of see what he said in that documentary about this era and you know 
there wasn't a whole lot of specifics about no. these songs. So, um, and certainly nothing about <sighs> this next song, even though it also was performed live a, a lot. Um, and that's Time to Hide. So this is an actual Denny Lane composition too. So mm-hmm. whereas the note you never wrote, he sang, but Paul wrote. So here's a, a Denny Lane composition that, as you said, was also performed well on the Wings Over America tour. Uh, this one's okay. It's sort of a grower. I think it, you got the horns going. It, it, in a way, it sort of it blends in. It doesn't have a lot of distinguishing features to me. Well, one thing is the song fades in, which is kind of yeah. strange. Yeah, it does. So, and the bass on this is good, but generally this is kind of the, they play this a concert. I think that's a perfect one to circle as the bathroom break. <laughs> that's the bathroom break one. Yeah. <laughs> Time to get a beer. Yeah, That's right. <laughs> Cause it's sort of, to me, it's like, it's all right, but you know, sand out on my shoes and yeah. some of the lyrics are like, eh, Denny's not the best lyricist. But yeah, it's okay. It's a, it, it's just I think it's too. It would be fine if it was like the the single Denny Lane song on this album, and not jammed in between two other uh, yeah. uh, songs. Um, and it, what's weird, additionally weird about it is that it kind of somehow like at the end of the song it connects over to the next song. Yeah, it does. It does. Uh, yeah i this I, they try to make it interesting too with the baby can you uh, john a little high damn they kind of yeah try to make it interesting in the arrangement yeah but there's just not a lot there so i denny's it's a little bit of a weak vocal and yeah kind of kind of a weak song overall yeah. not to me just non-distinguished or undistinguished yet somehow the third worst <laughs> yes yes yeah <laughs> well, you know, maybe fourth worst let's see let's let's We're find out there. we'll see yeah because then next up we haven't heard from joe english on joe english vocals yet and that's when uh, it's his turn to sing must do something about it now joe english what do you think of joe english uh as a singer not bad if- I mean, he's okay. I think he's actually kind of, I think he might be stronger than Denny in some ways. Well, do you know what happened with Joe English? Yes, I believe he became a, like a, a not a televangelist, but he sort of found God and became yeah, well, a religious. Uh, exactly. He, well, he, so, so he played on this album, did the tour, he played on London Town, right? And then he was like, eh, you know, when I'm homesick, I want to go back to Georgia. Goes back to Georgia, and then he is saved. Uh, okay. And becomes a Christian person and plays with two. First with C-Level. Well, first he played with Kingfish. Then he played with C-Level, which was uh, definitely a jazz fusion kind of band. But then he started his own Christian band. Oh. So there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven eight joe english band albums all christian rock wow all from released pretty much in the 80s the last one was in 1991 so if you like christian rock joe english i'm not a big christian rock guy myself but if you like christian rock maybe joe english is test out some joe english band Hmm. that's (laughs) interesting he's a good drummer i think he's real solid as a drummer and oh yeah yeah yeah. he sings uh, i I don't know. I, we're going to talk about the, uh, the addition, the additional tracks on the 2014 set because you get a version of Paul singing this. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's that much different. He sounds decent to me here. Yeah. Well, I guess the idea to have him sing it is just he was singing it like they were playing it, and he was singing it in the control room, and yeah. I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> why don't you sing it, it, <laughs> Joe? Yeah. And so he he got it. Got to sing it. Yeah, uh, it's an okay song. It, it's it's a little it, tiring with that title. Must do something. Must about do it. something about it. It's kind of annoying after. Uh, all. Yeah, I, after saying everything I just said, and I I don't like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to me it's a skipper, and it's like cooking the house is a skipper. Time to hide's kind of a skipper. It's a bad stretch. Must do something about it's a skipper. So it's like a really rough 
thank goodness that silly love songs was on this side because it, oh, yeah. it would be it would be really drug drugged down at this point yeah and the having them three back to back to back there i think was you know conceptually they were like oh yes let's do that why not uh but oof, it doesn't yeah. work to me and and uh, i'm getting real tired of hearing <laughs> non-paul at this point yeah that uh, i think the sequencing maybe for me one of the big problems of this album is the sequencing the fact that you have a Denny Denny singing a slow song for number two on the album, and then you've got three in a row non-Paul tracks, yeah, just kind of like that aren't all very good, and yeah, kind of drags. And then, I mean, I don't think there's much else to say about must do something about it. But no. then you have San Ferian, which is also not really top shelf McCartney either, although it has maybe some more redeeming qualities. What do you think? So San Ferian, it wasn't, I was surprised to see it was included in the book. Yeah. Beware My Love is not included in the book. San Ferian is. So I found that to be uh, strange because I find Beware My Love is, to be a superior song. I do kind of, this one has been stuck in my head. Yeah, it's that. catchy. It's very catchy. Uh, and it's a, sort of a whimsical tune and yeah. um, a strange tune. And I, I'm still not quite sure what to make with it uh, of it. Uh, but then I look in the book and he did say that uh, he sort of compared it to Michelle and then it's like, oh, well, I was sort of trying to write a French sounding tune. Mm. And so I do think it's like uh, got some interesting like little moments in it, like that when it goes. Yeah. That little instrumental part of that mm -hmm. has been stuck in my head a lot and then the sort of uh vocals back and forth sort of like and so go be gay so go, so be gay. go. with linda and, yeah. yeah i think that's nice and paul's voice sounds wonderful on this it does, it does. so and it's short uh <laughs> enough that i think i like it how about the sax solo the kind oh, of yeah. crazy sax solo going yeah. on. There. <laughs> There's a yeah. Yeah. So I I yeah, I think I'm a I'm a marginal thumbs up on San San Ferian. I don't think they ever played this in concert. No. This might be one you might I might want to I don't think you could hit the notes on it anymore, but no, uh, I wouldn't want to hear it nowadays. <laughs> no, I think it just it's distinguished because it's kind of fast, which we haven't had any real upbeat songs for a while at this point in the album so it's kind of nice to have it it's got like a i don't know what sort of feel I, i've seen it described as sort of a uh, someone said it was a caribbean feel yeah a, well once again we, we we these sort of like nautical songs you yeah know? nautical song yeah and you know i was thinking about that we'd mentioned that in other podcasts and other conversations about paul the works uh for sure when london town comes up we'll oh yeah talk a lot about sort of nautical kind of like things happening and it's like well he was he grew up in a in a place on that an was island on on yeah like yeah. on an island and and in a city that's uh uh sort of like a lot of ships and mm -hmm. you know yeah, things of that city. nature so so i think like maybe it's just in the in his nature of like you know oh, let's get a boat and a lot of times he'd get a boat and be yeah. out on a boat. And there's a lot of stories about songs that he came up with when he was on a boat. So. You remember in the Beatles anthology, sometimes he'd be filmed on his yacht or on some. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Very unsafe practice. To... Very. Yeah. <laughs> Not great, but so. Yeah. Yeah. But I, so... I kind of, the, that, this too, this uh, this San San Ferian, Wino Junko, and uh, the note you never wrote were songs I didn't really didn't even consider before. Yeah, really didn't think about at all. And after having heard them so many times the past few weeks, they've they at least rate for me now. Where I'm like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas some of those other ones we mentioned, you know, must do something about it. <laughs> That's a good Joe English you got there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so like like some other McCartney albums that would come later, especially we end with a ballad and it's warm and beautiful. This is one that he 
has a fancy four because it's appeared on pure McCartney. It's appeared in working classical. There was a classical arrangement, instrumental version. Yeah. He mentioned it in several interviews. He said in this book, how much he loves the song. Yeah. It's one of his favorites. Yes. Written for Linda. And, uh, well, I don't know. How do we rate this one? Dave, you're trying to put it on me. I'm going to put it on you here. Yeah. I'm going to say it has a very nice melody. Yeah. It's very, it is very pretty. Yeah. And it's got some interesting guitar, some slide kind of interesting guitar work on there. It's, it's quite pastoral. Yeah. In a way that for a love song, blends it down a little to me that's a good word Uh, you know it's not a passionate love tune that really makes you kind of like emotional it's more of a oh isn't this wonderfully nice our love like sitting on a moonlit night or something yeah sing this yeah so it for me the songs always felt just slightly underbaked kind of like i was saying about dear friend yeah. Not, uh, yeah, that I just don't, you know, I mean, not that they didn't do things like there's horns and strings and they the piano is really great on this, too. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, it's very sort of like concert bandish. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> does it kind of remind you of Golden Earth Girl? Well, yeah, that's a, yeah. The, 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 the claim of Golden Earth Girl is just a, it's a warm and beautiful ripoff. Yeah, yeah. Kept hearing the piano part is almost carbon copy. Um, yeah, yeah. I guess you can rip off your own songs. Sure. Self, Why not? Self borrowing. Yeah, yeah, you can do that. He should sue himself for uh, yeah. plagiarism. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> As I say, it's it's memorable in the way because it is very pretty. And one of the reviewers I read said he just like vomits out beautiful melodies like this without even trying. And it, to me, that your half baked comment. And blandness sort of supports that. That it, yeah. it and just I, doesn't. I know this song something. has its fans, and if there's any comment we've made on this podcast that people might be upset about, it, it's the oh, I love gold, a warm and beautiful. Blah blah. blah. <laughs> you just said almost golden earth girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but uh, uh, um, yeah, is it in his top ten songs? No, no, no way, no way. So that's that's where I'm at with it. I know he personally loves it and rates it higher than we do, but tough. Well, it, yeah, and it it <laughs> really is a problem because you almost I don't know this may be controversial, but you almost don't have to listen past silly love songs, and you're kind of done with the album in a way. Yeah, yeah. Depending uh, on your mileage on uh, Saint Fairy Anne, you know, Saint Fairy Anne, right? You could you could make it this is the 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 real true true issue with this album though is you okay so i'm cutting out what am i cutting out i'm definitely cutting out she's my baby (laughs) and i'm definitely cutting out cook of the house yeah probably time to hide must do something about it maybe war would be beautiful so now we've got a half an album yeah so that's the that's the true thing about this that's why i thought oh maybe this should have been a double album however the quality of the song seems so even the ones he's that we said that we liked, he's himself saying like, oh, it's sort of fluff. It's sort of not that great. You what know? do you say? A stocking filler? Or stocking that was filler. A great, great word. Yeah. And that's the that's the second best song in the album. Yeah. Yeah. He's talking about. Yeah. So it's uh, it's not a great album just compared to the other stuff around it. Venus and Mars, you know. I, right. I would even maybe think London Town. I mean, we're, we're not even to London Town yet, but I think London Town might end up being better uh, one than this one. That's that's a tough tough call between those two. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it, it, too too laden with uh, uh, v- lead vocals of other other people. So. And I get that. That was a nice. I think it was a nice idea, maybe to have everybody sing, but. They're not singing great material, which is part of the problem. They're singing yeah. weaker songs, yeah. except for Jimmy. I think we both like Wino Junko is probably the best of the non-McCartney yeah. written songs. Um, so then the hope would be, well, when they do the box set, 
would you get all sorts of awesome extras and all sorts of things that come with it? Uh, no, <laughs> no, no. This one, as far as the box sets go, I feel like it was after this that he started really hitting his stride as far as making sure that and and perhaps that's just the just the case of well there wasn't much on the shelf from the time could be maybe this was recorded so quickly and and efficiently that they didn't have any extra songs sitting around so they wouldn't have even been able to do a double album because they just didn't have the time to do it and you know so it feels kind of like okay the since the, in the period it was recorded in kind of a in between tours, yeah, uh, uh, quickly uh, there. Uh, this is probably the single weakest of all of the releases as far as the bonus material goes. And I found that this stuff is so weak. I basically <laughs> listened to a couple of them a few times, and then I was like done with it. Yeah, me too. So you get. Silly Love Songs demo, which is them kind of working out the the three-part thing at yeah. the end. That's interesting in a cool. just yeah. a uh how was the song developed way. Yeah. You have a she's my baby demo. Great. <laughs> You've got the message to Joe, which is just just more of the talk box, which is yeah. the one thing I don't like about that one song. <laughs> so thanks a lot for that. Thanks a lot for that. Then you've got the John Bonham. You mentioned this before that John Bonham, Paul had always wanted to work with him supposedly. So he came by and then played on this and then would eventually play on Rockestra a few years later. Yeah. Uh, but not that distinguished apart from the different song yeah. form. Well, that's an interesting. It's probably the highlight of the, yeah. definitely of the bonus stuff because it really is interesting to hear a different None of this, whoa, 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 go, go, yeah, go. I yeah. must be wrong stuff. It's just a straight, you know, straight up tune. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just to hear that compared to the final version, I think is like, yeah. you know, very, very distinctively different. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that that's what I want in my bonus tracks, as you know, is a different like, oh, oh, this is was d- d- not the whole song. There's no bridge. There's no right. intro. So, yeah compared to the next one which is really just paul singing must do something about it it's not a whole lot different yeah i i i almost am like okay good good he gave this one away yeah that's true it's it's just not it's not, not that a great, great song yeah so then you have a demo of let him in yeah all right nothing not, doesn't do anything no and then, yeah and then it finishes the last... off with uh instrumental version of warm and beautiful which is only a, so warm and beautiful 127 message to joe 24 seconds so it's basically like five and well, five real tunes on the bonus material yeah. and then two two uh you know little bits of something so yeah. it's real weak sauce <laughs> in an already kind of weak um album it's just it's sad it's a, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 we should be grateful we get any bonus stuff. It's, it's, it's all, it's all great. You know, of course we're big Paul fans. We're going to, I bought an, I bought a copy this week yeah. of the album, but this is the first time I've felt like, you know what? I don't need the updated. Um, I also bought the pipes of peace two record set that yeah. has the bonus tracks on the second record because I want the bonus tracks on the second yeah. record because yeah. I think it adds value to the album proper. This one, I just bought the old copy of the, you know, original 1976 version because I was like, that's fine. I don't need any of this other bonus stuff on a, no. a vinyl copy, you know. Never no, ever was... gonna take it out of its sleeve. No, <laughs> no, and this was 2014. I think you're right. He kind of uh ramped up the alternate takes because there, you know, I'm thinking of how we've had our minds changed a little bit, like when we did Red Rose Speedway, how the all the extra bonus material helped really we thought it raised up the album and 
yeah estimation whereas this one it it doesn't help at all yeah or or like good the flaming pie pie so much stuff yeah yeah. flowers in the dirt yeah flowers in the dirt it just there was even stuff that wasn't even like oh you got to download these ones we we don't even have room for it right so um you know and maybe that's just the case of like oh he was getting more prolific and recording a lot of stuff and only putting the best things on the albums you know arguably (laughs) things on the albums whereas here it probably was just like you know what what we got sitting around and yeah uh but yeah it it is the weakest of the of the uh, well yeah it is the weakest band on the run has some really good ones yeah like the take of like (laughs) of jet jet where it's come on come on oh come on now <laughs> so hilarious great yeah. uh and mccartney you know it, it, yeah. it's like they're good they're better albums too you know right so right it's like, right it's like here's a weaker album with weak bonus material so it's got to be the weakest package i think well with that in mind should we give this a grade here on the scale of oh, one boy. to ten yeah. i know that's tough you yeah. know i probably would have said like four or five before i spent a full month of it <laughs> because I, there have been some some of the tunes have grown on me to yeah. you know junko particularly and you know um so i i will give it a six oh because it's mccartney i'll give it a five i think it's probably just right in the in the middle yeah. because there's not enough of him there's too much yeah. other other stuff and i again the concept we get the concept but that's not why we listen. Let's be honest. We don't listen to wings to hear no. the others sing. So, yeah. Yeah. So I'd give it a, a five and yeah. especially because it's not helped a lot by the package and the awful cover. And yeah. The, the package is bad. The cover, the back, the horrible yeah. back cover gives me nightmares. <laughs> All if of Joe English's it. beards morphing yeah. together. I know. Jimmy I know. McCullough, who's kind of a, not the most handsome guy in the anywhere. no no Some awful pictures of him <laughs> linda's making hammy faces you know it's just uh not good and then good. Uh, uh oh the, the best and then the, the the little uh drawing of speed of sound is not that great either <laughs> no. uh, but then you flip it and there is some linda mccartney photography yeah and some actually pretty cool photos here Linda with scarf and you know mm-hmm. some in action pictures of the of the group. So uh that's probably the highlight yeah. of the packaging. So one of the worst packages, <laughs> one of the worst wings albums, you know. But, but it was fun to discuss anyway, at least. Yeah. yeah. And and honestly, if you haven't spent any time with it, give it a spin. Yeah. Because the note you never wrote will surprise you. Wino Junko will surprise you. Uh, San Fairy Ann might grow on you, and some of these other ones are like, oh man, yeah. Like, you, at least you want to hear them and be like, what is going on with She's My Baby? Right, right. <laughs> so maybe you like She's My Baby, and you keep yeah. mopping it up. Who keep knows? mopping it up. That's right. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been fun. So, uh, yeah, yeah, good to get back at it. We're going to be recording more. Uh, get back on a schedule. Hopefully soon, we've got a few more ideas coming, and I uh, think pretty light in the beetle release news these days of stuff we would want to do yeah i'm hoping that our recording uh creates some news tomorrow yes you know because we're, <laughs> so, we're on a that record on sundays so <laughs> monday morning first thing you know yep. oh oh the, the archive series is coming out and, yep. uh, you know back to the eggs coming out tomorrow yeah, you know, yeah. there has been uh if there's any strong rumor it's the the um that there'll be a john uh release of sometime in new york city yes that's been the strongest rumor of the bunch right um so, but other we'll than see. that oh and um there is, has been a, a release of uh uh julian lennon as oh yeah he just got a contract i saw he was yeah, and, signed again yeah. him and nino betancourt are are from uh who i think was in the band extreme back mm. in the day and have been uh, performing a lot of stuff i think they did a recent version of imagine or something like that they did something for that uh ukrainian thing so check that out if you're if you want to 
check that out make a little donation to support ukraine that's a good i know a lot of artists are coming out of the woodwork to pink floyd and artists like that coming out of the work woodwork to try to do something to help uh all these uh refugees of this uh silly stupid nonsensical attack on ukraine do you think paul should donate freedom oh yeah (laughs) like do you like freedom could you do a freedom 22 (laughs) yeah (laughs) just rewrite it for ukraine (laughs) well it's funny because uh uh, there was freedom ni- remember there was freedom 90 which was uh <laughs> oh which was oh. from george michael yeah because he'd done a wham song called freedom that was not that great no um and then Ooh. freedom 90 was a real great song uh but <laughs> those <laughs> all freedom paul's yeah. freedom was uh, not good not good yeah. uh but um um and we will finally have a another song album career i apologize for once again my health issues and all that are starting to clear up so i'm finally getting back to my editing and um i've I've been uh working real hard on the led zeppelin one episode yes um where there's a lot of a lot of fun stuff in that so that'll be coming out probably around the time this is coming out so excellent um, yeah, so that's good. And we'll be back with another episode. We got a real good idea for the next episode. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah looking fun. forward to it. So go we'll back to the all... early Beatles day. Yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. good one. So we're going to start get working on that now. So, yeah. all right. Well, we'll put all the uh, social media, everything, all the details in our description. So thanks as always for listening. And we will be back at you soon with a new episode. <laughs>